Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast. Today we have as our guest Mr. Bhavin Gandhi who is working as the partner at Tech Lab Consulting LLP. So, hi Bhavin, thank you for coming and joining us today. Thank you for having me, Ajita. It is good to be on this platform. So, just to set some context for our lovely listeners, could you share your career journey so far? Yeah, so I mean, I I started out in two thousand four after doing my engineering in electronics and telecom from Mumbai University. Uh, I worked in India for two years. Uh, I I I primarily graduated as an electronics and telecom engineer, and then as luck would have it, I came in the software industry. So I did my first job in the software industry itself in two thousand four in Mumbai. Uh, after working for two years, I got an opportunity to work in Singapore. So I was in Singapore for six years until two thousand eleven. Uh, then of course there there was always an urge to start something on my own. So in 2011, I came back to India and started a company called Infinitrix Global, which is also currently running. Uh, it's a multi-services company. While that journey is still going on, uh, I always had the urge to develop a health tech platform or a health tech startup, and that's how this uh, opportunity to work with Tech Lab came about. And uh, since last year, I've been working on Tech Lab for a while. So yeah, I mean, it's been beautifully eighteen years so far, and uh, I look forward to more challenges and more opportunities in the coming years. That's amazing. So, as a co-founder of a company, what kind of challenges did you witness throughout your responsibilities so far, and how did you overcome them? Yeah, I mean, so starting any company is a, of course, is an arduous task, and you need to be, uh, I mean, very, very uh, kind of uh, processed, and you need to be aware of what what is coming, right? So, there are financial challenges, there are operational challenges, and of course, convincing customers to buy a product or service for the first time. So, I'm, I'm, I remember when we started. Uh, it was always a difficult task to convince a customer as to why to buy a product or service, uh, which is itself uh, a challenging or daunting task. Because at the end of the day, it is the customers who pay you and how, and that's how you run the company, right? So that is one of the difficult challenges that you need to overcome. So you need to have good product or a service. I mean, if you have if you have a product, then of course it should be a good product which can help the customer ease his pain or ease his operation issues at the very first. And uh, of course, if you are giving a service, then it should be something which uh, will alleviate the kind of uh, ease that a customer I mean, whatever pain points he has, it it should be uh, kind of uh, easiest pain points. I mean, that is that is something that we need to focus on. So yeah, so. That is something that we worked on primarily as part of any company when we started, right? In terms of the team, everyone, everyone of the team, right, has their own priorities and expectations from the job, right? So that is something that you need to align them to a common vision. So what first thing that we did is align them to a common vision of the company, why this company is created, why you need to come to the work at this company, I and mean, what 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 should be motivated, uh, I mean, how you should be motivated to work for this company. That is something you need to align them to a common vision, of course. Then you have to constantly evolve your strategy in terms of uh, like attracting the best talent, right? Because at the end of the day, the, the best talent that you have will help you convince customers as well. So if I have X number, a good number of people on board, I can very well convince the customer that I can give you the best service or the best product. So that is something you, know, you need to always be aware of. 
And obviously, resources handy. So in terms of financial discipline as well, you need to always keep the best resources in place, be mm-hmm. it financial, be it legal, be it operational. So mm-hmm. I mean, at, at the end of the day, I mean, all these engines, all these all these spare parts keep the engine running as well. So that is something that you need to focus on. All right. So having the best is the solution, and keeping this team of all these capable people are what makes it so much more better, right? So we are. Yeah, so we are currently at the onset of AI and mass integration of tech in the industry. So, yeah. how do you think we should be preparing for future industrial roles that could be drastically different from what it's right now? I mean, AI is kind of a buzzword, right? As of today, everyone wants to work in AI. Uh, yeah. AI, AI, machine learning, AI, all these things are kind of buzzwords today. Uh, everyone believes that AI will take us a lot of jobs. That is. In my opinion, it's not true. I mean, AI is not coming to steal your jobs because it will instead make your job much more easier. So as to say, right? A lot of opportunities will be available in the future, will be presented in the future because of the onset of AI and robots, right? So I mean, I mean, you talk about creative work, you talk about uh, empathetic work, right? Something which can be dealt with in empathy. An AI or a robot can't do it, right? And you need humans to do it. So Absolutely. a lot of jobs in the future will always be part. I mean, will always be done by humans. AI job is to just make that process easy. If you are doing a repetitive job today or kind of a mundane task, right, that can be replaced by AI, of course. But that will only help you to improve your productivity. So that is something that humans need to understand. That AI, okay, there are a lot of technological advances that are coming. It will always come in the next six months. You may have another technology which can probably ease your task or whatever you are doing, right, operational task. But it won't be. Eat away a job because you'll have something new to learn, right? So today, as an employee or as an owner of the company, you need to constantly evolve and learn new technologies because all these technologies will always help you to improve your productivity, improve your kind of uh, whatever processes that you are doing. How can you reduce that processes to maybe give more time to what you want to do, right? So as I mean, if I talk about myself, right, as an owner, my focus is to focus on. I mean, my goal is to focus on strategy. How do I take the company forward, right? Mm-hmm. So I need to delegate all of my tasks, uh, whichever operational task or mundane task, to people. I mean, either it's a people earlier, now it's maybe machine, right, or AI. So that is what you want to focus on. You focus on things that are more important to you, and delegate all these responsibilities, which are day to day work, kind of to AI and machines or robots or whatever. So that is how I think it will always, I mean, AI and ML, the future jobs will always help in uh, making or replace the routine jobs, but it won't be entirely, humans can't be entirely replaced. I mean, I I just a couple of days back, I heard that there's a new designation now coming, it's called a prompt engineer, right? Uh, You've heard about chat GPT a lot, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, there are jobs which are created, which like a prompt engineer, right? which can actually ask the right questions to get the response from ChatGPT. If you ask ChatGPT, what is the day-to-day? It will give you a boring answer. But if you ask a specific question to ChatGPT, it will give you a beautiful answer. It can actually word it, it can actually word an 18-page story as well if you write the right, asking the right set of questions. So this, this designation called prompt engineer, if you search on Google, right, it's available. And people are earning like 300 grand per year if you are, if you are a prompt engineer. So these kind of jobs will be available in the future. And this is only possible because of AI and machine learning. So AI is going to be always a complementary thing and humans Absolutely. will continue to just flourish with along with it, right? So yes. that's yes. absolutely true and I agree with that. 
So coming back to your experiences, I'm sure you had to deal with a lot of uh, teamwork and and had to negotiate so many times in you know your throughout your career journey. So what are the best ways to optimize your team and along with your co-founder ensure that mm-hmm. everything is on track with the timelines and goals? Yeah, I mean, uh, so if you're working in a team, it's always a teamwork that you need to align every member of your team to a common goal, like I said, right? So that is the most important part, aligning the entire team to a common goal or a common vision that you want to work towards, right? So that is the number one thing that you need to focus on. Uh, second is, of course, team accountability. And you need to have every member of the team accountable for his or her task. If you have given him or her a certain amount of tasks, then he or she should be accountable for that task. And you need to constantly monitor and guide them. In order to, in order for them to accomplish their task in a better way, so that is again one of the things that we need to do on a continuous basis. This will help to improve efficiency and productivity of that particular employee as well, right? Uh, and of course, then, then, then of course, there's a priority of tasks. I mean, if you have ten tasks in a day, how do you prioritize them so that you can give the effect? Uh, you can actually take the best out of that employee. Is something that also you need to understand and focus there as well. So yeah, I mean, this is this is something that. Uh, we as a management focus on and as of today since covid there's a lot of uh, turmoil that has happened in the industry you need to also have a healthy work-life balance so we also encourage the employees to take days off I and mean, when saturday sunday that is strict normal for us to work unless of course there's an urgent plan deadline and you need to work on something then it's okay but otherwise weekends are complete off you don't disturb the employees neither the employees disturb us so that is something you need to focus on a healthy work-life balance which is very very important and uh, you need to have your employees at the best uh, at their best on Monday morning. So that is something we truly encourage. That's amazing. So can you share some tips and practices for time management and productivity that you have fostered over the years? Yeah. So I mean, uh, one of the best uh, things that you can focus on is setting realistic expectations. So right, when, whenever an employee uh, or someone joins your organization, you need to have a clear, clear expectation from him or her how this company will benefit you and how what 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 things you will learn from this by joining this company and uh, how the company expects you to perform as well. So I mean, setting those realistic expectations is very key because if you have a mismanagement of expectations, then things go away, right? So that is something that you need to fo- focus on. Uh, then, of course, you need to plan and schedule everything in advance. So if you have something like a project deadline in the next two months, how do you plan backwards, right? So that is something that you need to focus on as well. Time blocks has to be there. So if you're multi- working on multiple projects, how do you allocate specific time to each project and how do you communicate to the customer is also very important that you need to learn, right? Nowadays, I mean, considering COVID as well, like I mentioned, people are working on multiple projects simultaneously as well. So how do you manage that and effectively and how do you communicate to the customer is very, very, very important. Like I said, delegation is important. If you have 10 tasks with you, and two of these tasks are which are routine tasks or mundane tasks, which can be outsourced to someone junior to you. That can be done so that you focus on the more productive task that is more important. And that is something that uh, I encourage everyone to uh, follow because you can't be doing everything. You can't, you know, I mean, that is something that is a killer of productivity right? and efficiency. So you need to focus on the more optimized tasks that you can focus that you can find. That is a primary goal, right? So. And then the secondary tasks can be outsourced to people. Uh, other thing is data. Data is very important. Data is important, as I say. So how do you read data is very important again. So what we do is we have these, and now there are beautiful charts coming out from various platforms, right? So how do you, how do you read that data? How do you optimize the data? How do you work on that data? 
to get a more clear insight on how your organization is performing on a daily, weekly, monthly basis is something that you need to focus on as well. So we have these hundred meetings every week where we check I mean, which project is in the red, which project, that project is in the green, which project is in the yellow. So something like that. I mean, what is the budget as of today? What is the budget as of next week? Budget of the next month? How do you measure it? And what is the cost optimization that we can do? All these are based on the data that we get every day, right? So reading those data and then uh, doing that kind of strategy based that data is very important. So that is what we focus on as well. Encourage, I always encourage open communication. I mean, my, my, my doors are open 365 days a year for you to come and discuss it if, if you're facing any issues. It's a very, very open communication platform that we have. So I mean, anyone can come and discuss their problems if they, have, if they have any problems. So I mean, we have to encourage open communication to go and play as well. And uh, have effective feedback sessions as well. So I mean, maybe once a week, once a month, whenever that time is feasible, you need to have a feedback session with your team. If I am doing something wrong, then that is something that you need to correct yourself as well. Take feedback from the team on a regular basis, be it on a, be it on a project level, or be it on an organization level. So that is also very, very important. And lastly, training. I mean, training the employees for upcoming skills, training the employees for soft skills. That is also something which is uh, very good in terms of up, uh, kind of a career progression for them as well, right? For employees also needs the next level of growth part. So that is something that uh, we also focus on. So yeah, so these are the, some of the tips and tricks that you can probably uh, employ in your organization. That's amazing. So thank you so much for sharing all the lovely experiences. And I'm sure there is a lot of takeaway for our lovely listeners. So this brings us to the end of the podcast. Thank you, Bhavin. It was lovely hosting you today. Same here. Same here. Same here. Thank you very much. Yeah.